This question around how to attract repeat business was asked by one of my fantastic Facebook group members and usually I create short video replies and put them on YouTube. But I felt this topic needed a bit of a deeper dive. So here I am unpacking it on my podcast. Keep listening if you want a range of ideas that will help you attract repeat business regardless of what kind of education business you run. Welcome to the Upgrade Your Education Business podcast. I'm your host, Samantha, and I'm so pleased you're here. As an education business owner myself and a former teacher, I understand the nuances that only apply to us. So in this podcast, I share fluff-free, tailored and actionable ideas that you can mould to suit your needs. If you'd like to take this conversation further, please do reach out. I would love to meet you. And finally, it would mean the world to me if you could leave a review. That way, you'll be helping me help more people. Thank you for tuning in. Enjoy. So this is the last episode for this season. Next week, I'll be taking a week off. But if you're connected with me on social media, I will remind you of some of the past episodes in case you want to catch up and some of the popular episodes in case you miss them. And I hope you'll join me for season seven. Now, repeat business. It means different things to different businesses. If you sell products, for example, it might mean getting people to come back for more. If you're a tutor, it might mean parents contacting you about a sibling. If you sell to schools, it might mean selling multiple times to the same school. So lots of variations of what repeat business might look like for businesses within the education space. But to achieve it, there are things that we can all be doing regardless of what repeat business means to us. So today I'm going to run through a few ideas you can mould and as always I'll give you some examples to bring them to life which will spark some ideas that you can use for your business. The thing I'm going to start with is looking at providing a great experience, not just a great product or service. And when we talk about that experience it really needs to be from start to finish. We often focus on the quality of our offer, the service or product that we deliver And while this is very important, we also need to focus on making sure that clients get a great experience from start to finish with us. And that means even thinking about the impression we form when we get in contact with them for the very first time or when they come across us. One of the things that really made me realise the importance of this was a message I received on LinkedIn from someone who booked a discovery call. I'll read it out to you. She said, I can't wait to meet you. I love how you've set up everything for your discovery call. I already feel really looked after. Now, all I did was I used Calendly to set up a booking form and she was able to choose the date and time to meet me and she received a customised confirmation email. It's a really simple thing that doesn't cost me a lot of money. It's completely automated, but it creates a really strong first impression and that sets us up really nicely for the next stage. Let's imagine the alternative. I experienced this. I booked a call with someone once and we started going back and forth trying to find a time and date that suited us both. I have to admit it was a bit annoying because it was time consuming. Then I had to pay for the session beforehand which isn't a problem but after I had paid I didn't receive any kind of confirmation email. Now that made me feel a bit insecure and when I messaged the person I didn't receive a reply for days which really didn't help matters. So I'm talking from first-hand experience here. Giving people a nice experience before they've even met you makes the chances of them becoming a customer in the first place stronger, which of course is what you need if you want to attract repeat business. 
So let's say someone has become a customer. Aside from delivering a great service or product, what else can you do to make sure they're getting the kind of experience that makes them want to come back for more? Something I often do is I create things that I wished existed and I keep that very consistent. So for instance, when I was looking for some business coaching myself, I didn't like that everywhere I looked tied me in for certain lengths of time. I didn't want to be tied in. I wanted to pay for the support I needed with the confidence that I could stop when it stopped being useful. So that's exactly how I set up the services I offer. With the Tutors Mastermind, you pay monthly and cancel any time. You can rejoin at any time too. With my one-to-one mentoring, the maximum number of sessions anyone can pay for in one go is four. And they can also just book power hours. So again, I'm not forcing people to pay for something they may not use. I'm offering something with as much flexibility as what makes sense for me because that's what I would want. And when I speak to new customers, that's exactly what I tell them. And what this does is it gives people who also like flexibility a great experience and it gives them the confidence in becoming a repeat customer. People renew their monthly membership to the mastermind in the confidence that they can cancel when they want. In addition to paying for the mastermind, they also book one-to-one sessions with me, again with the confidence that they can just pay for what they need. Now this concept of giving people a great experience applies to a lot of areas. I've just talked about two of them. But other areas could include how we deliver our services and products. For instance, the Tutors Mastermind members simply log into a private learning space and everything they need is in one place and it's presented in a way that's easy to follow. My tuition students have their own online space too. I use Google Classroom, where in one place they can see all their lesson notes, feedback from me, useful information like my Zoom link. I can set homework, they can submit their homework everything is in one place. It makes it really smooth and really easy. Another area to think about is how you actually onboard clients. For my mastermind, clients pay, they receive a welcome email and then they sign in straight away. They have access to everything in a couple of minutes. My tuition clients complete a quick registration form and they receive a welcome pack. This means that for busy people or for people who just want to get started, which most of us do when we are ready, It means they can get started straight away. It means that this isn't really time consuming. We're not going back and forth where I'm chasing them to sign a contract, for example. I still have a contract in place. I have my terms and conditions, but I've done it in a way where they just agree to them very quickly with one tick box and then we're ready to start. So think about everything that adds to the experience of someone meeting you and working with you. Everything, even down to things like how you take payments. Because people remember a good experience. They also remember a high quality service or product and that for sure can encourage them to buy more from you. But a great experience gives people a feeling and we remember feelings. Also, most of us operate in quite a crowded market. There are other people who offer the same thing as us. So if we're offering people just a really high quality service or product, well, other people are doing that as well. But if we offer people a great experience of working with us, then they're going to remember us for something extra. Now, we also need to think about what happens afterwards. So what happens after someone has finished working with you or after they've bought a product or after they've had even just that initial call with you and haven't yet decided whether or not to work with you? And this leads me to my second thing, which is following up and keeping in touch. 
It's a really important part of attracting repeat clients, but this area is often neglected. So let's think about this. Let's say someone has reached out or maybe they haven't reached out, but they are interested in what you offer. That means that they're ready to move to the next stage of your funnel, so to speak. So they're moving from the awareness stage, they know you exist, and to the interested stage. We also have a couple of other scenarios, but I'll just focus on this for a minute. So as a starting point, if someone is interested in what you offer, it's useful to stay on their radar. Now, if, say, you're already connected with them on social media, then maybe you don't have to change very much. But since they're actually interested in what you offer, you want to create an invisible bridge, if you like, for them to walk across so that they move from just being interested to actually considering investing in your offer. So it's worth having something in place that allows you not only to stay on their radar, but to give them specific content that moves them closer to buying from you. Because if you compare someone's mindset of if they're just interested in what you offer versus if they're actually considering buying from you, the kind of information that they would want or the kind of information that would help them make a decision is very different. So this could be in the form of something like a Facebook group where you have a community of people who have chosen to be there and you're sharing exclusive content that gives them more of a sneak peek into the impact that you make. Or it could be something like a lead magnet that leads to subsequent emails or even a monthly email newsletter. Either way, it's a way of giving these people a little more than superficial knowledge about what you offer since they're already interested. And this concept also applies to following up after you've had interaction with them. In that first scenario, maybe someone hasn't actually reached out to you. They're just interested, but you're providing them a space where they can enter so that they can find out more. But if someone has made an inquiry, let's say, or you've had a discovery call with them, it could be that at the end they say they're interested, but you haven't heard anything since. Now, usually we forget about it or we just think okay maybe they're not ready or they haven't made a decision I don't want to be pushy but following up is really powerful so in that situation you could follow up again with something like a newsletter or maybe you could send them some useful resources based on your conversation or their inquiry I sometimes send people a link to a specific podcast episode or a YouTube video that I know they'd find useful based on the issues they told me they were facing in a discovery call And after each call, I invite people to join my Facebook group, Upgrade Your Education Business, and they join the list of contacts that I send my newsletter to. So it's about staying on people's radar in a slightly different way to how you might do with general marketing. I like to see it as a way to keep the conversation going. Now, another way that you've probably considered when thinking of attracting repeating clients is to offer things like discounts or special offers. Now, although in principle, these are like incentives, I like to think of these as thank you presents for clients. But regardless of how you frame it or how you label it, you're essentially incentivizing them to continue buying from you. Now, how you frame these and the decisions that you make about what to actually offer does need careful thought. In my opinion, you need to find a balance between it feeling like it's a thank you for your loyalty style offer without looking like you're desperate for more business or without devaluing the offer that you're giving this discount for. Depending on how you do this, it can really strengthen your offer in the first place. For example, I offer full members of the Tutors Mastermind a generous discount on my one-to-one mentoring calls and they get 50% discount on any resources I sell in the training jukebox, things like my 100 content prompts. 
I know that this contributes to a lot of people joining and staying in the mastermind because they tell me. So although I don't offer a discount to ex-clients to encourage them to keep buying from me, I do offer it as a perk to existing clients as a thank you for their trust. And just on the subject of the mastermind, thinking about things like membership models can be a good way of having repeat clients since they aren't making multiple one-off purchases. Now, I've used this strategy of offering discounts to existing clients many times. For instance, when I launched group classes in my tuition business, I gave existing one-to-one duties a discount. It was a limited time discount and many of them took me up on the offer. So they were having one-to-one sessions with me and they were in my group class. And when that discount period kind of expired, I called it a bit of a launch discount. When that expired, many of them just continued at full price. And to be honest, I really like doing it this way because I do feel grateful to my clients. They are the people who make my dream of being a full-time business owner a reality. So wherever possible, I like giving them these thank you presents in the form of discounts. It doesn't mean I do it all the time or discount everything, but every now and again, I will offer them something more. And of course, when you are offering people something a bit more, it does encourage them to come back to you. So think about what you offer and how it makes sense to use discounts to incentivize repeat custom and make sure you don't do it in a way that devalues your offerings. Right, so I'm going to share another idea with you to attract repeat business and afterwards I'll do a quick summary so that you can think about what actions you might want to take right now to boost the chance of someone continuing to buy from you. So this last idea is to keep creating offers that continue to solve your client's problems. Now, this can be a tricky one because I don't think we should overcomplicate our businesses. Not only can it lead to people feeling confused about what it is that you offer, but it can dilute your brand and it can also lead to neglecting the strong income generators in your business. And keeping things simple really is great. It's really effective. When you think of some of the most successful businesses around the world, although they may have subsidiary products and services, They initially got known for doing one thing really, really well. But if your business model lends itself to it, creating follow-up style services and products can be a great way to continue working with clients, to take them to the next natural stage of their journey with you, or even just to enhance the results they get. For instance, I would say that the two primary ways I help education business owners is through one-to-one mentoring and the tutor's mastermind. But so many clients say to me that they struggle with content writing, specifically knowing how to bring ideas to life or knowing what to write about. So an additional product I've created is 100 content prompts for education business owners. I wouldn't say it's a primary way I help people, but it does enhance the work that I do with clients. It's an alternative way that people can get help in that area if they don't want to work with me right now. And it's something that I can offer at a discounted price for masterminders. If I'm thinking of my tuition business, I perhaps could sell resources. They could be sold at full price to non-customers and at a discount to existing ones. Or I could offer them something like a sibling discount or some kind of learning tool for students who I don't have space for right now. Or even a course that helps them continue their learning when they stop having lessons with me. So there is a way of creating more offers, more things that you are offering clients to enhance the results, to help them continue working with you 
without it necessarily being really demanding on your time. So let's take something like a course. Yes, it takes time to create it, but once it's created, it's created. And after that, it's a case of just continuing that conversation that you've started with your clients. So time for a quick summary so that you can walk away with the main points from today and get ideas of what strategies you could adapt and try right now. The first thing I talked about was looking at your client journey from even before you've met them to what happens after they've stopped working with you and everything in between. Offering a great service or product is important, but so is giving them a great experience from start to finish. So think about what you can make more streamlined or easier for them. It could be things as simple as how they book calls with you or how they make payments or how they access resources. And to that, I added the concept of following up and making sure that there are things in place that help you stay on people's radar. After all, not everyone who's interested in us will actually contact us. So they need somewhere where they can find out more about the impact you make. And times have changed. Just directing someone to your website isn't enough. We need something that really evidences the impact that you make that helps them visualise working with you. And not everyone we speak to will immediately become a client. Some people simply need more time to think about it. And the thing that can help them have the confidence to buy from you is how you follow up with them. I also talked about how you can offer discounts and special offers to incentivize people to keep buying from you. The important thing here is that you choose the right thing to offer and the right kind of discount. You need to find a balance between making sure they feel valued without devaluing yourself or your offer or even making existing clients feel like you're devaluing them. And the last thing I mentioned was considering what else you can create to encourage people to continue working with you. Because sometimes working relationships do come to a natural end, but that doesn't mean that you can't continue to help them. Someone could, for example, decide that the mastermind or one-to-one mentoring isn't what they need for now, but they still want help with writing content, so they buy my prompts. Either way, it's about complementing what you already offer without diluting your brand or overcomplicating your business offerings. Now, what I've done in the show notes is I have shared a few podcast episodes that you might find useful. Things like streamlining and automating, things like how to decide on what to launch, how to create an offer that will actually sell. Because depending on what decision you make, you're going to need a different kind of support. So check the links in the show notes and select the episode that you think will really help you attract repeat business right now. Now, I hope you've walked away with some ideas. I love hearing about how you implement some of the ideas I share in my episodes. So please do drop me a message and tell me what you've decided to do and how it's working for you. Now, we've reached the end of season six, so I'll be having a week off and then I'll be back with a bang for season seven. If we're connected on social media, as I said earlier, I'll be sharing some past popular episodes if you want to have a catch up. But in the meantime, thank you as always for listening and you'll hear from me next time. Would you like to take this discussion further? Perhaps you have some questions or you'd like more ideas on tailoring your business. If so, book a free discovery call through the link in the show notes.